in five, four, three, two, one. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Soul Greatness Podcast, where we help you tune into your soul so that you can elevate your greatness. And I'm super duper excited to have my brother from another mother on this podcast. He's been on Showtime. He's been uh, the voiceover for this character in the movie. Uh, Lewis and the Aliens. Don't get it twisted. Yes. And um, tell well, him. Give me another thing. Tell him. Okay, I'll tell you. Hulu, he has a one-hour special on Hulu. Who knew? Who knew, brother? Come on. <laughs> so we just want to say, we represent the listeners, are just grateful that you're here. And I know we've connected in many ways from lip sync videos to just yes. you know having these soul um, conversations that I felt it was important for the world to know who you are and what you do. So let's let's let people know who you are and what you do and let this spirit guide us in this conversation. Brother, thank you so much for having me, man. You just got this equipment like five minutes ago. I'm excited. It took like one hour to put together. But like, oh Lord, what is this though? <laughs> we are here, brother. Yes, sir. Man, thank you for having me in your beautiful home. Uh, thank you, Every man. Every time I come here, it makes me take my shoes off, my socks, my my, my jacket, he said, did you clean it? Yeah, I just got out the cleaners, brother. But <laughs> man, thank you for letting me in your home. And guess what? He fed me in and out. Yeah, he walked like me in and out, brother. Hey, you get craft services here. Yeah. You get water. You get it all, man. I mean, we're here for you, just like how you're here for the world with all that you do. So yeah, thank let you, them know. What, oh, what do you do, man, Joey? brother? I mean, I don't mean to talk about myself, but I'm a dandruff model. You know? <laughs> This is winter's bad, huh? Your skin dry too? A little bit. That's why I have that coconut oil. We could be ashy too, man. You ashy, me too. Um, yes, I am, uh, brother. I'm just a human being in this journey called life. Always learning. Um, I'm at the age right now where I feel like I'm learning so much at the age of. 47, brother. Can Ooh, we say that together? 47. 47. Looking was, good, 47. Are you looking happy? You looking fulfilled? Looking like... Thank you. How my gums look, brother, from the side? Uh, it's still bleeding? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> he got gingivitis. <laughs> yeah, brother. But man, yes. Um, I entered into uh, the art of stand-up comedy. And uh, that's that's been a thrill, man. How long have you been doing it? Uh, I'd say it's almost 20 years. Started in 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought I was going to continue. I was like, oh, I'm going to try stand-up. Right. Yeah, because I knew the power of what it does to people. Right. You know, being a spectator of comedy, watching it. And uh, it was just such a feel-good thing. And I said, one day I'd love to, you know, make people feel good. And what was that moment that you said, you know what, I am going to commit to this passion. I'm going to commit to trying this new venture. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it all started with a setback, brother. I had a little setback. Mm-hmm. And um, herpes. No, I was playing enough. Yeah, you play spin the ball, we get that one bump. You're like, man. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get that one bump? Nah, man. You're like, oh, no, man. man, I'm going to blame somebody. Uh no, I had a setback. I, I had um, the big C. I had cancer mm. and, uh, at the age of 23. And I, what was weird is, although you know, it was a definite setback, it just opened up my eyes as to you know, there, there is 
a time limit on life. Mm. So, you know, going through chemotherapy, radiation, I'd say, I'd, I'd say, oh, I need something to make me feel good. It'd be either music or watching stand-up comedy. So I'd get my my chemo, you know, and instead of like just feeling bad, I, I would get lost in in watching the art of stand-up. I'd watch any. I used to watch Comic View on BET, yeah. and you know, I loved Robin Williams and and just a bunch of comedians I watch. And I remember just laughing and almost crying, laughing. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Man, this is so opposite of." being depressed so it's like a str- an extreme opposite yeah yeah so i said man, yet what? still healing healing and you know just feeling that energy that the comedians were giving i said well when i am in remission that's the first thing i want to do mm. is uh give herpes back no i'm just kidding no. <laughs> <laughs> is 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 you know to do the art you know to to learn the art of stand-up comedy. But I had no idea I'd keep doing it. My goal was just to try stand-up. Right. And, man, I never thought I'd be doing it still. Wow. Yeah, so sometimes it takes something so significant to shift us off course that makes us more conscious and aware of, like, what do I want to do? What can I do? What am I called to do? And, it, you know, you just trying you just trying to move forward no matter what was happening you felt a calling to heal with laughter or whatnot and I also uh was going to bring up this quote earlier it's not uh about the setback it's really seeing it in the perspective of it's a setup for a comeback the setback is a setup for a comeback I like that and boy did you come back man right and so what was that journey like? And, you know, after you did, how, what was, let's break this down. Yeah, what yeah. was the very first time you went on stage? Like, oh, yeah. So I was living in Los Angeles at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was taking a, a comedy class, right? Yep. And, and I missed a couple days. So at the end, you're supposed to do this, um, you know, this performance yeah. I was not prepared for. Uh-huh. And it was at the Ha Cafe in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to do it. So I wasn't prepared <laughs> Somebody's telling me, just go, just do it, just go. So I went unprepared. And there was this real life crowd. It was Latino night. <laughs> Are you Latino? Uh, no, my stepdad's Latino, but you know, I passed for Latino. Yeah. I remember I was standing in front before the show started, and this chola came to me, hey, what's up? Is this gonna be funny in here or what? <laughs> and I was, I was, I was, I was all scared. kinds of accents that make hey, me laugh. Is it gonna be funny here or what? I don't want to pay for anything, it's not funny here. And then uh, I was like, oh, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. So I remember I, I, was, I was almost next. My, my, my uh, classmate went before me. I was so nervous. I was drinking other people's drinks. Like you're like, I was grabbing any drink. I was so nervous because I had nothing prepared. But I grabbed the mic, and it was weird. I just went into somewhat of like a freestyle mode of what I saw. And that's what I was comfortable with. I, I see my dad do that at like our family parties, you know. He was an entertainer. So I was doing this with my friends, uh, you know, in high school. Right. And, you know, just being like, you know, I was like making people feel good. So wherever I was, there was a party. So I turned to comedy club and, you know, my set was more of like a party and just observational stuff, what I thought of the club. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I said, oh, this is a nice bomb shelter. I'm a- <laughs> So <laughs> you're yeah. good at that. I'm yeah, just so living I was in just, the moment. Yeah, in the moment, you know, you know, making fun of the crowd a little bit and 
And then, you know, so it was, it was more or less, I was riffing and, oh, it was such a rush, people laughing. And I go, I made it. That was it. Like that, just, you, you, you felt fulfilled yes. from that. I said, moment. yeah, from hospital bed to the Ha Ha Comedy Club in Los Angeles, that was it. There was no other plan. I said, I did it. Done. They're like, oh, you got to come back in. Hey, bro, Latino night. Come back Latino night. They thought I was Latino. Came back Latino night. Invited friends this time. Actually wrote comedy, you know, wrote yeah. some jokes. Bombed. I was so, my friends just looking at me like this, and I was looking back at them like that. <laughs> right. And I remember I kept on bringing my paper out, you know. I was bringing my paper Check out and notes. looking at it. And at the, at the end, it was so terrible. My friend's mom goes, oh, the guy with the guitar was funny, though. I said, oh, man, I didn't want to eat my food, eating Japanese food. <laughs> I didn't want this tempura. I don't want this tempura. But, yeah, that was, like, my first start of the bug. And then I try. I, I, I do want to point something out there in which where, boom, you do something, you're hot, you're on fire, and you feel good. Mm. You think you're going to do it again. And, yeah. you know, sometimes the second time is another fiery thing. But <sighs> there's eventually going to be that hit or that quote-unquote bomb where it's like, yeah, I totally messed that up. But It was like the second time I made love, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to your point, you didn't let that first quote-unquote failure stop you from, you know what, I got to adjust some things, or let me try something new, right? Right, right. You just kept on going. Got back on the bike with no seat. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <Got> back... <laughs> oh, <dear>. no. No. <laughs> but yeah, I said, man, this is, this is, it's actually, there's work to do with this, you know, and, and I, with comedy, it's just repetition. Mm-hmm. You know, you win some, you lose some, you win some. You can be telling the same jokes at a different club. It works, it doesn't work, it works, it doesn't work. Yeah. And that 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 journey was definitely um, you have to have tough skin. Right. Talk about an experience where either you knew you were like killing it and you were on fire. Mm. You know, as you grown into your maturity of being a comedian, or you can talk about a time where like, oh man, that was like. Super bad. Ooh, man. It seems like the bad ones just stick out, you know? Right. Because they hurt you. But you, you can't they blame are the, the biggest lessons, too. Yeah. Right. You can't blame the band. Because sometimes, as you know, we get hired to do comedy, sometimes it's not in a comedy club. It's it's anywhere. That's true. They're like, hey, you know, can you can you do this funeral? It's like, oh, man, what am I? <laughs> you know, just random stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll do birthday parties. And one time I did a party in, in this mansion in L.A., and I had no idea that I'll be performing. And there was a naked lady behind me, naked with sushi all over her body. So I walk in. They bring me to where I'm performing. They introduce me. And my background is this naked lady with sushi. Distraction. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. And it was all over her private, too. And at first I said, well, oh, man, I don't know if this wasabi spoiled. <laughs> They were like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was it was a trip. And then there were people that were naked, painted, like butt naked, painted, walking around while I was doing comedy, like right in front of me. Yeah, it was, it was, and I had to just like stay in character, do my jokes. But man, I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And it was like rich Filipino family. Mm-hmm. They all wore white. And they laughed like, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> I never heard of rich Filipino sound like that. Yeah, it's to me jewelry. It's a comedian. Very funny comedian. You're going to Latin. 
Put your hand together. He said hand. Put your hand together for a Joby. I said, did he put a B in my name? He called me Joby. But yeah, that was a crazy experience. And man, there, there, there's so many more. But that was that yeah. was stood out. That was funny. And so how would you relate comedy as a metaphor for life? Ooh, life and comedy. Mm. I always thought God had a sense of humor. Mm. You know, because there's a lot of things that happen in life that you're like, man, you know, uh, what, 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 what did he mean by that? Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's a good takeaway right there. Yeah, what did he mean by that? Yeah. And, and there's always a bright side from every story. Right. And you grow from, you know, like we were talking about setbacks, you know. But I think sometimes you get shook up for you to see something more clear, more better. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think comedy is, is uh, I think being a comedian, I think for other comedians too, is taking something serious, a serious topic, and finding the bright light around that topic. Like, I just started talking about me having cancer, and for years I didn't want to talk about it because I was always trying to make people feel good, but I didn't want to bring them down. It's like, oh, I canceled. They go, oh, he's going to die. I go, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, as I matured in comedy, I'm just learning to know that I can talk about serious subjects. And... um, help bring hope, Mm. you know, and I think laughter and lightening up any dark situation helps us, you know, cope, heal. Mm. And I think that's where therapy comes from it. Most definitely. Yeah. Along this journey of being a comedian, has there been a time where you wanted to quit and say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I think with my goal, I never really had a goal. Mm-hmm. I just said, oh, I wanted to try it, and I wanted to heal people. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I wanted to make uh, get this famous. Mm-hmm. I never said I wanted to make this amount of money. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it to make people you know, feel good. And there was a time where I wasn't feeling really good, so I couldn't make people feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was, you know, I went through chemo radiation, so I couldn't have children. So... I, uh, my fiance and I got a dog. Her name was Asia. So for nine years, just like my kid. So, you know, um, I was like a home, you know, like a home, like a home dad, you know, being with the dog all the time. So after nine years, she ended up passing. Mm. So, you know, just having her sleep with me, be with me for nine years. All of a sudden she's gone. And I had a show that day when she passed Mm. and I was like, oh, I just couldn't do it. It's like my kid. And it took like probably like uh, six, seven months to finally get back on stage. And the reason why I decided to go back is because I, I went to your 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 event. Your, it's time live. It's time live. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Was that, that? that that's what made me say I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to do this. I'm gonna continue to do this. What was the moment in that event? Because there's. There are many speakers there. There's yeah. different uh, activities, but what would you say is one moment that you know said, "You know Ooh. what? Let me get out of my funk and yeah. back into my hope." All, all your speakers were amazing, mm-hmm. and and all their stories that they shared. Oh man, stuff they overcame definitely mm-hmm. inspired me. But the exercise that that you had us do at the end. Um, the best I could explain it is, you know, uh, there was without a group revealing of us. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically. 
Um, people didn't know who I was. I was by I went by Joseph, so they didn't know what I did as an entertainer. But um, I think you know you had asked people in the audience to uh, approach uh, whoever they felt like approaching and and just you know speak speak some words what the universe is telling you mm-hmm. and. Uh, just whatever you feel in your heart, just tell that person. So people who didn't know me, just strangers came to me and just were whispering things um, that I needed to hear. You know, like, you're hella fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know. <laughs> I was like, thanks, bro. Right on, homie. <laughs> no, but some, some someone whispered, um, the world needs your gift. Mm. And that's all I needed to hear. And then from there on, I actually booked a show the next day. No way. The next day for like, Did you know that was coming? No. Was that- and and it was a, a big alternative cancer retreat wow. in Michigan. I remember you that. Remember that? Yep. Yep. And so the first time I ever expressed my whole story. Of me going through wow. chemo, bone marrow transplant, radiation, but making it funny. Right. The whole thing was funny. So when I get there to Michigan, there are people just like me, people going through it now, people in remission, some people, you know, beautiful women who are going through chemo without their hair, mm-hmm. but they were laughing, mm-hmm. some cry laughing. Yeah. And before I went there, I meditated and I said, um, just to let my words be energy. Ooh, that's good. And, um, and you know, I had my hands out when I was meditating, and I was pushing out energy, and I said, I, I just want to make people feel good and heal. Already healed, already healed. Already. So when I was performing, I'd shoot a joke out, move my body, and, and I could just see people just moving like this. <laughs> it really, it's really energy, though. Yeah, it's energy. And, mm-hmm. and from there on, I always knew that words are so powerful. Words are so powerful, so I could use words to hurt people or heal people, mm. and I am to heal. <laughs> and, and what's, I think, a good lesson around this, in which where you, your baby of nine years yeah. you know, passed, and you were in that funk yeah. for like six or seven months, right? and just you being in that funk, you know, I'm sure you were playing that tape in your head of like questioning things. Why am I this way? Why did it happen yeah. to you know right. your baby or whatnot? But it was just that little shift in those words when somebody just said, "Your gift is here for the world." Mm-hmm. What was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to basically share your gift share, with the share, world. Share your gift with the world. Yeah. And it was just that one little saying that went. Yeah. You know what? Right. And from that shift, mm-hmm. I want everybody to get this. Once that shift happens, you become and are available to accept it the universe provides it god provides because now you are more open hence that example of okay thank you for now becoming available here's an opportunity because Mm. now this is an opportunity for you to share your gift to the world right 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 And, and and so i think another powerful thing you said is words are energy is that what you said? Words are energy, yeah. And again, it's to empower us or disempower us. And right. It's not even just about the words we say to ourselves, but the people around us. And it could be something so small that it can either impact them in a good way or a bad way. That's true. You know I mean? That's why with um, I love 
you know, nurses, doctors, and they do such a good job. Yeah. But I, I, I noticed that, you know, you're, you're like the best success coach, by the way. Anyways, he's the best. Oh, thanks. Um, you almost got to be your own motivator, your own success yes. coach. And when doctors tell you a percentage, they would just come in straight. You have 15% chance to live. And I and what I would do is is that what they would tell you? Yeah, yeah. They it was 15, like that much. Yeah, yeah. I was fourth stage. Yeah, fifteen percent chance to. So I said, "Oh, you mean I got a hundred and fifteen chance per you know to live?" <laughs> so I'd always at a hundred. They told me ten. Oh, I got a hundred and ten chance to live. So instead of believing I were to be gone in this amount of time, mm. I I reset my date, and I planned what I was gonna do I when I was in remission. I love that a lot. Oh, thank you, brother. Yeah, because it, it goes back to that saying, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yes. Right. I, I, Here's another dope, yeah, dope yeah, saying. Yeah. It's by Wayne Dyer. He goes, it makes no sense to worry about the things you can't change mm. because if you can't change them, it makes no sense to worry. That's so true. On the flip side, mm-hmm. it makes no sense to worry about the things that you can change right. because if you can change them, it makes no sense to worry. And what you did in this change was shifting that thinking of not 10%, but 110%. Yes. You know, and it was that change and you had control of that change. You might not have had control of what they say, but you know right. where you want to be. Right, right. You know, I tell that to the bill collectors. It may not be there on time, oh man so what because you did i just cough and fart i'm sorry (laughs) did you did you i think i did i think think you really did that was a cart i just carted you really did. did. Brother. Hey, this some, on video someone, and... Someone throw me a white bee. Hold on, let's just rewind that. If you're hearing this, like, <laughs> rewind that to see if it really happened. That's too funny. Yeah, man. I think I could... I think I taste it. Man, I think I blew up my ankles, player. <laughs> because you bring so much joy and healing to people with your gift, um... What do you do to fulfill your joy? Um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. What do you mm. do to feel, fulfill your joy um, and allowing others to share their gift with you? Like, well, what's that for you? Um, you know, just seeing, um, actually, it's like when I look at the audience, mm. they're, they're almost kind of like uh, an instant, like the audience makes me happy. It's weird. I'm I'm there to make them happy, right. but they're making me happy. Right. And uh, it's almost like um, giving someone a hug. You know, when you exchange energy. Yep. When I see people see people belly laugh, crying, and just moving, and I see the movement in their body, I can actually feel that energy of release. Mm. You know, a lot of people they come in there. They, it looks like they're studying. You know, yeah, they're yeah. like yeah. some people don't laugh. Yeah, you know, they enjoy, they watch, but finally they're like, "Oh my gosh, I had never seen my husband laugh before." 
And that's, he was laughing. And that brings you joy. Yeah, it brings me joy just to see people feel good, release. And when I, probably like the past two years, I've been, I meditate before I perform, like the night, night before, mm-hmm. on um, opening up uh, people's chi. Like in like in, in qigong, like uh, mm-hmm. opening the canals, opening the energy, mm-hmm. and I would meditate that. And um, sometimes when I'm performing, I'm getting into character. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, you know, when I'm telling a punchline in the joke, there's energy that I'm actually pushing from from meditating right. and seeing what I'm doing. So it's weird. Is a couple times after the shows, I people would say, oh, it's "So weird! I had all this pain in my neck, and it's gone." Interesting. And and it's just energy. Right. When we have disease, it's just a blockage. Right. You know, when you go to um say an acupuncture, right? They just put a needle to unblock the energy because basically everything's all freeways and everything. Mm-hmm. So when there's a blockage, um, such as uh like when, when you have stress, opposite of stress is happiness and laughter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they do feel better and they said their stress is gone and mm-hmm. and uh pain is gone, it's because they're just actually accepting, releasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'm finding that, and it's really, I mean, I knew this, but now I'm like experiencing it more with you. Comedy is your spiritual practice. It. Oh, man, I never thought of it like that. It's your spirit. Yes, you pray, you meditate. Right. But it's your spiritual practice. Guru Gila. I knew it. <laughs> I'm going to get that right here. Guru Gila. <laughs> That's a trip. Um, because you you talk about it and you are it. But just seeing you just explain it in such a present way, it, it, it's what you do on a daily and it's you know, kind of relating it to the audience, like what are you doing or what could you do that can be a part of your spiritual practice to create healing for yourself, to Mm. create healing for others? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think what's also cool about you is using that word soul. Mm. So, you know, I have this hat and soldier, S-O-U-L, T-I-E-R. Hence, there's also the Soul Greatness Podcast. Yes, Soul Greatness. Yes, and then, and I know that you have a shirt and a saying that says "Me Soul Happy." Yes, I think that's where you know that's where the kindred spirits that's kick crazy, in. That's you know crazy, brother. I mean? So it, it's that soul, soul to connection, soul. soul to soul. Back to life, back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And so why, why? Do you bring up the word soul as part of who you are? Mm, good question. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big lover, fan of music. Growing up as a 70s kid, I was born in 71. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching Soul Train. Soul Train. And, um, and I just saw when they danced, they were celebrating life. They were celebrating life. Celebrating life. <laughs> But like music to me, you know, growing up in in the seventies and eighties, was just so important for feeling good at our family parties and, um, yeah, I just and that's why I, I put soul in there and also soul, um, because the word soul to me means like uh, just uh, eternal spirit, 
And I thought combining the two and my symbol of soul with a record player in, in as the O, yeah. um, I just wanted to, to, to put in this, that's my actual T-shirt, me, soul, happy. And, uh, and happy is just a positive affirmation that I think we should always remember to make sure our, our soul is so happy. That's, yeah. That's dope. I yeah. love that. Thank you, I brother. I love that. Thank and you. As you, they're on sale. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually, where can people like oh, man, check would, out? The, I, would, I, I know people go to the shows and yeah, they'll receive shirts there. But yeah. for those that are listening that might not be around to experience your show, but they want to, you know, have that shirt or have some product. I, I promise I will have it on the website soon. But if you know, if you message me and you tell me your where size, can, yeah, where can they message you? Oh, you know, um, Joey it's, Joey Gila at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. That's G U I L A. And how about your Instagram? Could people like Yeah, Instagram, Instagram Joey okay. Gila Live. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I should, man, people ask me, you guys send them on. I should have that soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you guys are interested, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely mail one out to you if you guys want. Thank you, brother. Of course, man. Of course. I want to get that me soul happy movement going. Yes. To the next level. So as we wrap this up, um, I'm all about words of wisdom mm. and I'm all about receiving those words from, you know, people we've, um, you know, looked up to or mentors or whatever the case may be. What would you say is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, wow. Wow. The best piece of advice I've ever received. Um, I think it was, um, my, my grandmother, she told me, Joey, when you get older, marry Indian girl. Because <laughs> <laughs> your grandma was Indian. My grandma, she's not Indian, she's Burmese, and okay. she was born and raised in India. But she'd always tell me, Joey, when you get older, marry Indian girl. We'll be sleeping, she programmed us. Joey, when you get older, marry Indian girl. I'd be sleepwalking, Joey, <laughs> marry Indian girl. <laughs> No, um, <laughs> I don't know where that came out of. Yeah, but, uh, that's the past piece yeah, of advice. All right, cool, thanks. All right, so, let me just ask you one more question. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you know, I, I was just, uh, I, I don't remember exactly one message, sure, but I think, uh, growing up, I, I was, I was, um, shown a lot of affection, and I remember my mom and my dad always, always, you know, um, not only telling me they love me, but showing me they love me. And I knew that was also energy, you know, the power of love, the power of, of hugging. So I always believe in giving people hugs, mm-hmm. you know, even even strangers, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell my girl. I'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> I know we under the blankets. It's a hug, baby. You need to trust me. <laughs> you need to trust me, baby. No, um, just being able to express love, mm. and I've never been afraid to say I love you, mm. you know, to friends, new friends, to to friends, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, just to um, uh, oh, actually, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, one thing, one thing that sticks out is I must fill my own cup with love first in order to spread love. So recently learning that, um, 
I forgot who it was. I don't know if it was Wayne Dyer, but, you know, learning to fill ourselves, our own cup filled with love. That's the only way we could actually um, have love left over to spread love. Mm -hmm. So that's something that really stuck out. Awesome. Yeah. How's your cup, bro? <laughs> oh, man. My, I, I keep my cup filled, filled all the time. Filled it. And, and there are a lot of ways to fill that cup, right? Yeah. It could be through meditation. Mm. It could be through working out, going out in nature, journaling, mm -hmm. um, laughter, mm -hmm. spending quality time with the people you love. So it's different for everybody. Right, right. right. But the key thing is to fulfill or to fill that cup with love, whatever that looks like for you, so that you can give more of that and ripple that more than you would ever know. Yeah, definitely. I always dance naked in the mirror now and say, I love you. <laughs> I love everything. I was going to say, you too? <laughs> Dang. I'm not totally naked. I got like a bay leaf. I got a bay leaf. <laughs> My girl's like, where's the bay leaves at? Bay, right here. <laughs> you crazy, man. You can, I swear, Joey is one of the Funniest people I've ever met. Like, if you see him on stage, he's hilarious. But there's like, when we're just in conversation, oh man, this guy's the real good. You crack me up, man. Man, you heal you. me. You heal. Oh man, thank me. you. But you heal me too, brother. Always yeah. got knowledge. This brother like a fortune cookie, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. He got a note coming at Joey. <laughs> How do you feel? How much do you want to grow? You are a tree. <laughs> so, you know, last question. Yes. And then I have a, a, a rapid fire question. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> How do you want to be remembered? Oh, like a teddy bear, brother. With a goatee. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured that. I right? just totally pictured that. Ooh, right? It's not out yet. <laughs> yeah. That's right? one of your product. Wearing that Me So Happy t-shirt. Right? But, <laughs> Yeah, Mestizo Teddy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> What's your ethnicity to let people know? Oh, uh, half Filipino. And then Mama is Burmese, English, Irish, Italian, Spanish. Okay. Yeah. But I look like I'm from El Salvador. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do people think that? I think I'm Latino, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah when I was what in else? New York, they were like, are you Puerto Rican? <laughs> what do you Papi. say? Si, si. <laughs> <laughs> did I say si? I don't know. Si, I do like that. <laughs> Man, you should you should hear our phone conversation as soon as we call each other. Like, hola, I know, or it could be different. Yeah, it could yeah, be so yeah. many different accents. Anyway, so these set of questions are inspired mm. by James Lipton from the Actors Studio, Ooh. and I use some of his questions, and of course, I have uh, my own questions. Mm. And so I want you to answer with the first thing that sure. comes to mind. You got it. Are you ready? Ready, brother. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite word? Hickeys. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> Remember your first hickey? This hickey, I got stink. I was like, it's supposed to stink? <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> What's your least favorite word? Oh, dishonesty. Mm. Mm. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Coffee. What turns you off? Lies. <laughs> Favorite quote? 
Mm. Leaveitin.com. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> oh. no I'm just kidding. No, oh, man. no it's something else. Something else. <laughs> that just came to my mind. Uh, first thing that comes Damn. to mind, right? Okay. It in. I mean, just do, go cool. all in. <laughs> Not the other thing. <laughs> Not like, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, just go for it. Just go for it. Go for it. All right. A book that you'd recommend to people? Oh, um, a book. Uh, it's called... Uh, I don't know if you heard it. Cat in the Hat in the God Look. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, what would that sound like? Oh, Cat in the Hat. No, it's good. No. Ano sa lahat na malang Cat in the Hat? Cakay yung What profession? What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? A mechanic. Yeah, mini mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I just, man, I just got this old Mini Cooper and I just been like, man, totally into watch. I watched like a thousand videos of Mini Cooper mechanics getting down. Yeah, I don't even own like a wrench, but I just said, I'm gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just use chopsticks and a butter knife. Okay. <laughs> Knowing what you know now, what would, what advice would you give to your younger self? Mmm. Ooh. Ooh. Um, don't waste time. That's pretty much it. Don't waste time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think uh, most of my life, I, I've always, like you know before what happened to me, you know, with with be, having the setback, I just thought it was forever. It was forever. Mm-hmm. So um, I just make sure now that you know. Um, I always say I love you before I get off the phone, because mm-hmm. um, you never know. That may be the last time you you know talk to that person. So when Macy's calls me, I go, I love you. <laughs> and I never pay him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Mm. Joseph, we have Roscoe's chicken and waffles. <laughs> Yeah, bro. <laughs> man, just think, because I always thought, man, what happens if the food is bad, though? We go up there, guy, oh, making wheat bread again. Damn. <laughs> man, I need that gluten-free bread, God. <laughs> Any last words of advice to the audience that are listening? Actually, don't mm. answer right away. Okay. I want you to take a deep breath mm-hmm. and just tune in real quick. Mm. And what do you feel called to share? I don't want you to force it. Mm-hmm. What's present? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Ah. Uh. Be the director of your movie called Life. Forget the past. Create a new blueprint. The world is yours. The world is yours. The world is yours. Oh, so greatness. So greatness. Can you sing that? Can you sing that? So greatness. So greatness. Be so happy. 
So you spit on the mic, does it smell? When you (laughs) (laughs) Hey bro, I appreciate you. I'm so glad we've connected over time and it's great to connect with someone so filled with so much joy, yet is expressing it in an authentic way to heal, to love, and to, you know, serve, um, because it's really making an impact greater than you know. I know it seems as if it's a gift to make people feel good, and it is, but know that it's really allowing people to tune into their spiritual practice Mm. to grow, heal, and serve in their own way, so... Amen, brother. I appreciate brother, you. Brother, thank you so much for having me on, man. You, I appreciate man. you, bro, and all that you do. Thanks for uplifting millions of people, brother. Where can people find you again? Oh, uh, website's joeygila.com. Mm-hmm. Instagram is joeygila live. That's G-U-I-L-A. There it is. Make sure you follow him. Reach thank out to you. him. I love you guys. Hope to heal you at a city near you.